got together and were like, what is going on that people aren't advancing in their careers as fast, women are dropping out of the workforce or leaving this industry altogether. And so we just decided to create an industry agnostic space, a real container for the magic and energy that happens when women, non-binary and trans folks come together. That was Alex West Steinman, CEO and co-founder of The Coven, a co-working and community space designed to give women, non-binary, and trans professionals the resources they need to thrive. Alex sat down with us at last summer's 3686 Festival to share her startup story and unpack why affirming spaces like The Coven are essential to today's workforce. Welcome back. I'm your host, Clark Buckner, and you're listening to Disrupt the Continuum a Launch Tennessee podcast powered by Pinnacle Financial Partners, dedicated to entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. In this episode, Alex illuminates the power of an inclusive and collaborative workspace and explains why her company is so excited to be expanding from the Twin Cities to Nashville. She also tackles what entrepreneurs often get wrong about inclusivity and shares her tips for creating a company culture that works for everyone. While we're here in Nashville, we're really connecting with as many community members as possible from different backgrounds, from different socioeconomics, understanding what is it that this community needs from us, from a uh, entrepreneur perspective, as uh, working professionals, as people from different socioeconomic backgrounds. How do I make sure that we have the resources for them to succeed? This season's sponsor, Pinnacle Financial Partners, prides itself on being much more than just another bank. They offer their clients long-term partnerships for growing their businesses. Learn more at pnfp.com. And for more stories like this, visit launchtn.org podcast. Now let's jump in. Hello, my name is Alex West Steinman. I'm the CEO and co-founder of The Coven, a community and workspace for women, non-binary, and trans folks. Uh, I, we are a sponsor of the Women's Lounge this year at the 3686 Conference, and I was on the panel today. I was there. I got to hear you in person on this on the panel. The business of your business, I think it was called? Yeah, all about scaling your business. So we're like in the thick of it right now, which was kind of fun to talk about. I was like, I'm not sure I have like the end game of this conversation, but I can definitely talk about what we're going through right now. <laughs> I feel like that's almost more helpful at times, especially at an event like this and this convergence of entrepreneurs founders it's what do we need right now to take it to the next level and how do you build scale and execute so I I love that perspective yeah it was really fun to talk about especially with another uh, founder Channing who was able to talk about her experience scaling uh, her software company Um, and we are like a brick and mortar company so like being a physical space that has high capital expense and then being like well we're going to make a hundred of these (laughs) it's like that is scary Um, and so having conversations with people who are kind of going through the same thing is, is refreshing and helpful we love Channing huge amazing story we all we've loved following over the years and it was so cool to see not only have the local perspective but this you know several perspectives from around the country and that includes you because right now you're actually going to become local soon in Nashville we're going to talk about that so all of this on the way we're in the Pinnacle Financial Partners Podcast Lounge Pinnacle is supporting this and we're so happy to keep this podcast lounge going so how about we start things off with just hearing what it is, you know, your co-founder and CEO, what it is that you're working on, the brick and mortar, 
business, and let's talk about how Nashville's on the horizon, how you're growing in the southeast. Sure. So we currently have one location. So we're a community and workspace for women, non-binary, and trans folks. Um, we're really focused on economically empowering folks so that they can uh, transform in their lives. So whether that's they're in transition, becoming a new parent, or starting a new business, or advancing in their careers. We have a lot of people who are actually like corporate members who are like trying to figure out what their next step is going from mid-level to senior level in their career. Um, and so we are a membership-based business, um, essentially a co-working space that also offers programming and events all around personal and professional development. We're located in Minneapolis right now. We have one location there. We have almost 500 members, which is super exciting. We've been open for a year and a half. It's so, it's so fast. Yeah, it's Talk so about fast. scaling yeah, really we, quick. Yeah, we had 150 members at Doors Open, and we crowdfunded our initial funding um, on the platform iFundWomen. We raised $315,000 there, um, $350,000 in total. Um, and today we're raising $1.2 million uh, to scale. Uh, we're doing this through a traditional like pre-seed round um, to scale uh, to St. Paul and then soon to Nashville. So we're so excited to be here. We're sponsoring the Women's Lounge um, in an attempt to get to know a lot of people in the community. We're here in April, kind of literally just driving every street in Nashville, better getting, getting to know all the locals and, and folks who are new to Nashville. I know it's not common to even find someone who's from here, so it's kind of cool to, to be newly a part of this community. How did you choose Nashville to be your third location? We're really focused on going to what people on the coast would probably deem like tier two cities. We like to call them underdog cities, um, but they're places like in the middle and southern part of the country that have some incredible growth and ingenuity happening, particularly in women's entrepreneurship. Um, we just know that um, there's a lot of magic happening here in the middle of the country. Um, we see it in the Twin Cities where we are. We see it here in Nashville, and we're seeing people really start new businesses, new ventures, um, scaling their own um, empires, really. And so we're excited to be a part of that. We're looking for um, communities like Nashville um, that are seeing just this insurgence of women stepping into their power, and we want to be a part of that. Excellent. I want to hear more about your journey as a founder, and you're in the, the thick of things right now, as you were saying earlier. What would you go back and tell yourself, or tell a, a new founder who is just getting started, which, I know this is a pretty open-ended question, but I'd really love to hear like what your advice would be to them. Oh my gosh, just keep going. Keep going, keep stepping in front of yourself. <laughs> Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about our origin story. So the four co-founders, um, myself, Bethany, Aaron, Liz, we all met in the advertising industry. There's a huge um, creative industry in the Twin Cities, and we were all a part of it at different agencies doing work around diversity and inclusion, trying to help women and people of color really advance in their careers. There was a lot of pipeline work doing, so like trying to get people into the industry, but then when they got there, they didn't feel safe, they didn't feel listened to, they didn't see, feel heard or seen, um, and that is something that we've created at the Coven through our intersectional community and workspace. And so we got together and we're like, what is going on that people aren't advancing in their careers as fast, women are dropping out of the workforce or leaving this industry altogether. And so we just decided to create an industry agnostic space, a real container for the magic and energy that happens when women, non-binary, and trans folks come together. And we see this every day. We have like people who found businesses together just by literally sitting next to each other and asking to borrow a charger. So it's like real magic happens in our space. And that's part of the name. The Coven. Yeah. And, and, and someone asked that today. Yeah. And I love the way you described that. We get it a lot. The Coven, the, tr 
truly, if you look in the dictionary today, it says a group of 13 witches, which we are not. Um, not witches. Are, <laughs> there are four of us, and one of us uh, might be a witch. We don't know. Um, but honestly, the word coven means to convene or to gather. And that truly is what we do, is we gather people together um, to re- make real magic in their lives and in their communities. I love this so much. And so you were doing a lot of work in the advertising space, yeah. and it was focused around diversity and inclusion and, and underserved population and just all of the above. Where do people most get it wrong, especially in entrepreneurship when it comes to diversity and inclusion? I, th- I think a lot of people kind of stop at it's hard, you know, it, because you don't have those types of people in your network. So whether it's you're a white person and you don't have people of color in your network or you're a privileged person and you don't have people from different socioeconomics in your back uh, in your uh, network and so it's really important to get past the it's hard and really just start reaching out to those communities and listen it's not about what you can necessarily you know bring to them all the time you know with with whatever ideas you have but it's about including them in a part of building whatever it is that you want to build so for us while we're here in Nashville we're really connecting with as many community members as possible from different backgrounds from different socioeconomics understanding what what is it that this community needs from us, from a uh, entrepreneur perspective, as a as uh, working professionals, as people from different socioeconomic backgrounds? How do I make sure that we have the resources for them to succeed? I'm just counting down the days. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think next year, uh, next year uh, in the first half, we'll be opening our space here. It's wonderful, and there's the ongoing dialogue around. A more diverse team has better chances of success. That's so true. That's so true. And I don't think, um, I think it's it's not a new fact, but I think now we have the uh, data to back it up. Um, and so companies are now starting to recognize that, you know, having women on their boards, having um, diversity in their leadership um, board meetings and things is, is incredibly important. And actually, like, fosters more money for the company. And if that's what we're, as um, you know, capitalists, we're all going to be, you know, going for is more revenue, then that's the way to do it is build diverse teams. So with your space, your community, is it also a talent pipeline mechanism? Is it just co-working? Is it more? Is it, it's a you know a model we've heard about, co-working, and how much money is just getting pumped into that whole space. Yeah. What are you making your bet on to be the, the differentiator in addition to this diversity? Yeah. Being, a, being an inclusive place, really making that the mission. Yeah, it's true about community and gathering women together. I mean, we we have community organizers sitting next to VPs of banks, like planning their, you know, their futures together or separately, but, you know, lending ideas to each other. And I think having a space that feels physically and psychologically safe for women is so incredibly important to the advancement of women. That's the differentiators right there. Okay. I'm learning too. Yeah. You know, I'm doing my best over here. Well, thanks. No, that's great. I think, you know, as long as women have, um, you know, our consider, you know, our our bodies are regulated, our minds are regulated, what we're, our clothes are regulated, all of those things, like, we don't, uh, nobody is truly free. And so for us, having a space where folks can be free to be who they are without having to shed their skin, without having to shed who they are, without having to spend that emotional energy of educating other people on where they come from, I think it just 
frees every single person that walks into our space. We often hear from folks that like they feel there's this type of like patina that like rubs off of them, and they're able to carry that with them through their days, even just leaving our space. So we love and that. Now you can put that headspace into building your startup or yeah. building. We're working. But it's not just for entrepreneurs, no, right? That's it's an important. For everybody. In fact, most of our members are from the corporate world, so they, they just, just need that place. They need a place to get away from their you know traditional offices that have you know traditional power structures and oftentimes they come for the professional development because they're not finding that in their workspace. So they'll come to our events and programming around negotiating or presentations or, um, you know, even like how to hire their next, uh, you know, their next hire. And so those are things that we really deeply care about. And it's not just about entrepreneurs, although a lot of people can learn things from entrepreneurs too. What's a big lesson you have learned that maybe has surprised you? You know, a lot of being an entrepreneur is just taking, and I said this this morning on the panel, but it's taking small risks every day to make the giant big risk. So, you know, every day we have to constantly evaluate, do we hire this person to free up our time to focus more on this? Or do we, um, you know, open this space? <laughs> like, I mean, that's a bigger that's a bigger risk to take. Um, but it's truly like taking small risks. Like, do we sponsor this conference? You know, and, and it's a risk. It's a risk. I mean, it's, a, it's money that, you know, we're a new organization and we have to find the funding in order to do that. But we were so grateful to be able to make something work here at 3686 because we've met some incredible humans who are really going to help us get this thing off the ground. Something else I think really resonated with the audience you were speaking to on that panel when questions became available, they were asking about burnout, they're asking about mental health as founders, wellness, you know, health, not just being your mind, but your all the above. So what's your message around that? Yeah, I think a lot of people are seeking some kind of work-life balance, and the, I just truly believe that it doesn't exist, um, that balance is a thing that you have to actively practice, and you can't possibly have your brain 100% in all the areas of your life, whether that's your parent, your uh, entrepreneur or a professional in the workplace, or you ha- are a friend or a daughter, or you're caring for different types of people, you're a dog mom, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, you can't possibly be 100% in all those places, so my message to entrepreneurs um, and anyone really is to just be present wherever it is that you are because that is really what creates like quote unquote balance is being able to be present and focused on whatever's in front of you. So if you're home, you're home. If you're um, in your bed working, you're really focused in your bed working. But like whatever that means that you're doing, like be do it fully at 110%. Be present. Be present. That was a method. That was certainly loud and clear. Be present. Yeah. And I think the other panelists like got that too. They were like, yeah, you're right. There's like no... <laughs> There's no like work-life balance. We're all just we're all just figuring I it out. I just love how you gave permission to just be okay if you don't accomplish everything. And yeah. now you're talking about prioritizing. If you don't get to your lower priorities today, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, my co-founder Bethany always says like we're just humans like bumping into each other all day, all day long. Like nobody really knows what they're doing, and so giving yourself a little bit of grace to make mistakes, to not finish the to-do list, because that's not the goal. The goal isn't to check everything off on the list. And I have to practice telling myself that every day I'm an achiever, like, on the Enneagram test, if anyone's done that before. What, but, like, that's a, I'm a, a... No, no, no. I'm a three. Three achiever. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, like, really focused on, you know, getting things done, but it's not about checking things off the list. It's about making true impact. And from us, it's about making true impact in the lives of women, and that's really what I'm focused on. So if I don't get to you know the thing on the list it's like it's okay (laughs) it's okay I still made an impact today 
All right. How can someone join the movement? How can they join the journey on what's happening um, with what you're doing with coming to Nashville? I know there's going to be other cities yeah. on the horizon. Yeah. We, if you're interested in joining um, as a member or just interested in getting involved, we're going to be like hiring here in Nashville. We're hiring local. We really care deeply about the community um, and want folks who are from this space to be a part of our space and a part of the building of it. So we'll be doing focus groups and listening sessions and pop-ups all over the next 10 to 12 months before we get the space open, um, and we want you to be a part of it. So if you're interested, please reach out to hello at thecoven.com. Can you spell that out for me real yes, quick? Yes, H-E-L-L-O at thecoven, T-H-E-C-O-V-E-N dot com. I just want to keep talking to you. I don't want this to end. <laughs> we could talk for hours. I got time. I'm so thankful that not only are you you're, you're coming to Nashville, you're, you're working on these underdog cities, and I feel like a lot of people overlook the southeast. They overlook Truly. these cities that are really making big things happen, that that you're actually you know investing in not only a space but you're you know, supporting uh, you know festivals like this and entrepreneurial activity like this yeah so i feel like you're gonna just it's gonna take off I, in nashville I, and, well, and everywhere else so. you're going <laughs> we certainly hope so we've met so many awesome people who are saying this space is needed and yes co-working spaces exist in every community nowadays but having a space that is truly safe for women non-binary and trans folks to build their own empires is something that that we really take pride in and we can't wait to be a part of this community excellent thank you and i know this will not be the end of our conversation we need to do a follow-up we need to keep the yes. keep the dialogue going and um yeah cheers let's chat again thank you Thanks for listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a Launch Tennessee podcast where Tennessee's entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders share their stories. Launch Tennessee is a public-private partnership with a simple vision. Make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation by empowering a network of resources that supports Tennessee's entrepreneurial ecosystem. With a statewide network of partners across industries like healthcare, life sciences, energy, music, and more, Launch Tennessee provides the resources and connectivity to drive Tennessee's innovation economy. While this episode wraps up season two of Disrupt the Continuum, Tennessee's entrepreneurs are just getting started, and we can't wait to continue the conversation next season. To follow along our journey, visit launchtn.org podcast, and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts.